This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by, well, kind of by us. If you have not heard, Nerd Cognito has launched their official YouTube channel. It's a baby. Uh, that <laughs> means we need your help. We need you to go to youtube.com slash at Nerd Cognito and drop us a subscription with every Google account you own. It's your ticket to get archived episodes of this, the big show, and more importantly, it is your doorway to join us every Saturday at 5 Eastern for The Speakeasy. What's The Speakeasy? The Speakeasy is our live stream. There's no script, no format, no agenda, and no filter. It's just me and Kyle and all of our friends that join us in the chat. Every once in a while, some fun folks drop in, and you never know what's going to happen because, legit, we don't plan it. But it's only available for you to interact with us through the YouTube platform. So once again, go to youtube.com slash at nerdcognito and give us the subscription there. We can't wait to see you every Saturday. We know you'll enjoy the archived episodes and every once in a while, some special treats are going to pop up there as well. Can't miss it. youtube.com slash at nerdcognito. Now, on with the show. Hey, 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 everybody. It is I, Ryan David. Welcome this week to your weekly dose of Nerd Cognito. Uh, normally, I am joined by my two co-hosts, but I'm only joined by one this week. Hey, Kyle. Welcome, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a standing invitation. Normally, we also bring in my good friend, Bert. But as you know, Bert had like the double whammy this week. He was under the weather and KO'd with the flu. And right. we were struggling about a half an hour to 45 minutes before we went to air because Bert's internet is just not playing nice. And he was right. on such a significant delay it would have been painful for not just us to try to talk to him but for everybody to listen to and ultimately for me to edit that that would have been no fun whatsoever so bert is out of action this week uh, we put him on the bench he's gonna trudge into the field he has to put his snowshoes on and get the the dog sled ready to go and find out what <laughs> is up with his internet uh <laughs> i yeah. don't envy him How's your no. week been, my friend? It's pretty good. Uneventful. I like uneventful. Uneventful is good. Did you get any gaming in? Mm, no. Uh, no. Not this week. Uh, I, I, I did a you? little. I did a little. Um, outside of playtesting stuff, I, I had my one regular, the big Nerd Cognito gaming group. But that group was a little skinny this week. Obviously, Bert was sick, right? He had the flu. Two of the other guys were out, so I thought it was just going to be me and one other guy, but one of our old-time friends that never really left the group but just couldn't make it because of schedule, uh, while we were sitting down to the table to get ready to play our first game, my buddy looks over at me and says, Ryan, uh, there's a message from Ralph, 
and he's sitting in your driveway right now. <laughs> so it turns out that uh, we did have a f- friendly and welcome old face rejoin us. Turns out he got a new job, right? So he's going to be back oh. in action, and that's exciting because uh, he's a good dude. But I have talked about him on the show before. Yeah. Ralph's that guy that's tethered to his cell phone playing like a clicker game 24 7 365 uh-huh well so could be worse i guess i don't know i don't know well there will be a moment where i'm like ralph put the fucking <laughs> phone away uh but it hasn't come yet i've been really good because legitimately i don't think it impacts his focus it's strange to to say that, right? I don't really think it impacts his focus. It's just he's got to be doing something, man. And it's better okay. than Michael 2.0, who also is cursed with the younger generation's internal ADD when he just, like, sits and paces and rocks. I'm waiting for him to break a chair or break something in my game room because he just has no fucking body awareness. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, at 100%. But that being said, he came to me having only and exclusively played fifth edition and he just bought his first a D and D PHB this week. So <laughs> we got That's one. Nice. We got one. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. He, good. We were Man, talking. I can just sit, I can sit for hours and like not move. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I, I, I'm telling you, man, it's like the combination of parents that were medicated to the moon, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking pussies, man. <clears throat> when you got mental illness like us, you just swallow it and get through That's it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so just rub some dirt on it. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll get better. It'll get better. But um, yeah, it's just you and me. No Bert this week, which is a disappointment. Uh, yeah, we had our buddy Randy pop in with his video message for Bert. Um, yeah, I, I did tell Bert that I'm going to call him, right? Because I have the ability to call him, just like if someone were to call into the Nerd Cognito hotline and put them on the air. I'm going to call Bert old school on the phone, and uh, so he's standing by with his phone. You know, I'm sure he's waiting. He's going to answer it right away. And and pop right in and, and get Randy's message firsthand because, you know, he's not on anything and he doesn't watch the speak. So right. <laughs> it, it's it's new for him. It's new for him. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted to open the show and I'm disappointed yeah. that Bert's going to miss this because I know Bert is also a huge fan, but we're getting into spooky season yeah halloween be coming yeah i wanted to talk about halloween games horror games that you can bring to your table in both the tabletop role-playing and board game variety then i've got some news for you yeah then we'll wrap up and talk about something that originally passed me by because i don't use it like on the daily but our favorite online map-making utility, Dungeon Scrawl, we've said sung their praises in the past. Mm-hmm. Last month, a couple weeks ago, not even a month, 
uh, was acquired by Roll20. And uh, I want to talk about not only Dungeon Scrawl as a utility, but what its future looks like and why this has me concerned, to say the least. So I know you use Dungeon Scrawl too, right? Yes. Yep. And uh, I no, sir, I do not like it. Not one little bit. Uh, we'll talk about that after the news. Sound like a game plan? Yes, sir. All righty, then. We'll just hop right into it. Okay. Because I like it. Hey, last night I watched a, man, I hate to say this, an oldie, but a goodie as far as a horror film. I uh, watched June yeah. on The Grudge. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, for me to think of that as an old movie now makes me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy it a lot. Uh, my wife opted not to watch it with me, which is odd. She was watching some kid's movie with the little dude upstairs. But yeah. she came down. She's like, oh, yeah, we, we watch this like every couple of years. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm going to watch the other one. He wants to He wants to spend some time with me. I said, that's fine. So I watched it. Um, the practical effects have definitely aged and not well. But, man, right. as a film, it's a great horror movie. And that got me thinking, if we want to bring the season to our tables, how can we effectively and through quality games bring horror in to the gaming table? And I don't want to leave it, you know, pigeonholed with tabletop role-playing. I want to leave it as gaming in general because I have a lot of, a lot of horror board games that are also great to throw on the table and they work out well at this time of the year because you might be in your main campaign and you know all of a sudden clouds aren't going to roll in and your normal high fantasy campaign becomes a dark horror campaign for three weeks that would be incredibly cheesy break the whole verisimilitude of the world all right so the board games offer a good alternative, but I'm not restricting it to any sort of thing. If you had your table set up and you said, you know what? I like Halloween. What are you going to throw on it? Uh, well, honestly, you know me, I'm, I'm a RPG guy. So, um, you know, I wouldn't do call of Cthulhu. Uh, and that's, that's going to be like probably 90% of the public's answer. Right. I mean, right. most people are like, oh, we're going to run some Call of Cthulhu during October. Well, we talked Halloween. about this on the speak. It's a fucking terrible system. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even even if it wasn't, I mean, that's that's fine if you want to do that. I don't I mean, I love I love Call of Cthulhu. I love the Lovecraftian mythos, but I, I really think I would go back and run some old school AD&D set in Ravenloft. There was a uh... lot. There was a ton, there was a ton of they really expanded uh, that world with a lot of different supplements and, uh, you know, there was some box sets that came out and stuff. There's a lot of material out there and you can do some really cool and interesting things with, with Ravenloft. I, it doesn't have to be strawed. I mean, no. you know, they got the mask of the red death and all these other nightmare lands and all that kind of stuff. Ravenloft spun into back in the day, a complete campaign setting on its own. And it was right, it yeah. was spectacular. Uh, we were talking uh, two or three months ago how there were a handful of modules that I still didn't have in print that I lost to my flood. 
that I really should do before I can't do them. And Ravenloft was one of them. And I actually just pulled the trigger this week. Um, uh, yeah. Another 150 bucks of print on demand, <laughs> but now I'm done, right? My, my first edition stuff is complete for what I want. Now I don't have everything, right? Right. But I have right. everything that I want. And uh, mm-hmm. the second Ravenloft book is, is, is one of the ones that I needed to, to throw in there. So that, that came that order came to be this week, so it's funny you say that. Plus, who okay, doesn't so you get the like, second one? Yeah, who doesn't love vampires and gothic horror and all of that good? It's, yeah, yeah, it's classic, and it scared people for a long time because it works. Right? Yeah, and I mean, and it still does, right? I mean, there's there's always, I mean, there's variations on it and stuff now because people kind of want to change things up and not make it so predictable but it's you know gothic horror is still a still a thing a lot of people a lot of people do it i I even wager to say that the predictability adds to the tension of the system because you know it's coming sometimes the scariest shit is the shit that you know that's why when you're in the theater and the final girl runs up the stairs everyone yells at her Right, because yeah. they know it's coming, and, yeah. and that it's a adds sen- to it's terror. It's a sense of dread. It's yes. a sense of dread instead of just pure horror. And dread sometimes more, is more powerful because it's psychologically uh, potent. It sure is. It sure is. So yeah. Ravenloft is an excellent choice for you. I think my tabletop choice is obvious. Folks that that have listened to the show for a long time know that I have ooey gooey massive amounts of love for chill chill yeah that would be my second choice probably yeah chill is just spectacular it has really good definitions between good and evil too so you don't have that blurred line you know what's good you know what's evil and you know that the evil is going to kill you um a very close runner-up for me would be 10 candles have you played 10 candles yet See, and I was about to ask you about that because I have heard a lot of really good things about it and I have never played it. So I was going to ask for your perspective on that. I love it, but I have the right group where I can play it, right? You do have a lot resting in the hands of the group because first off, from the get-go, everyone knows there's no win, Right. Sorry, Jeffro. You can't win this one. Everybody dies. Period. That is a final and definitive statement. So you have to go in with a group that A, can accept that and B, can embrace making the most from a story perspective of what they have. Mm -hmm. And if you have those two magical things that align... 10 candles is out of this world. That really? being said, I've run it at the game store with some core members of my group, some regulars from the store that I know are good players and a couple of pickup people. And it doesn't necessarily work if those two pieces are not in place to begin with. It was okay. it was it was good but it wasn't great. And 10 candles can be great, but for it to be consistently great, you need the right group. I highly, highly recommend the system. If you have folks that are willing 
to bring their imaginations and minds to the table. If you have will- folks that are willing to set aside Appendix N, <laughs> skip arm day, and leave some of the calculations at the door. So it, it precludes a couple of different groups, including folks in our end of the hobby that tend to prefer, I'll use their term, optimization, and wow. jump into the story and the environment. Ten Candles is great. Um, you would have a good time playing Ten Candles, right? Yeah. We probably. have mutual friends that are dear, dear friends to us. And I'm not going to name drop them because I'm not saying they're shitty role players, but I'm saying their style and their mindset is so fixated, they would not have a good time playing 10 candles. And I wouldn't yeah, even, okay. you know, propose to play that with them. Right. But, um, that's, that's probably my runner up and it's my modern choice, right? It's really, yeah. really good. Do you have it? No, I don't, I don't even own it. No, if you I, don't, I don't have it, it, at least get the digital and read through it. And here's why. And I know you're a big advocate of, I don't want to have it if I'm not going to use it. The content that is in the digital of 10 candles is really good, visceral, thematic content. And you can pop that into your AD&D Ravenloft setting, right? There's a lot yeah. of things that you can borrow it's not a one-to-one translation because 10 candles is not OSR. Right. But you know, we've been around the block and we were doing this pop in beg, borrow and steal shit before it was popular. Sure. So, Oh yeah. yeah uh, we, we can definitely handle that, but no, the, mm-hmm. those would be the, my two choices. Chill is spectacular. Get the Mayfair version. Uh, I know there are a couple of listeners that uh, reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, last time I talked about it, I picked up chill and I can't believe I didn't know this game existed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I've been aware of it for a long time. It's, it's a great game. It is. It is. It, it's so flexible and so good. So very, very good. Oh, so. Now, do you do you have any board games that you would just straight <laughs> up, just flat out, flat out board game? Just pick one. Just like. Uh, besides besides uh yeah, mansion the, on there's the predictable ones that i've talked about to the moon there's an obscure one that was i don't want to say panned but it didn't rise to prominence that i think is an amazing game but again it, it hinges a lot on the group and i think that's why it didn't come to prominence it's called city of horror and i don't know if it's even still in print or available let me check i've never heard of it uh, it does appear that it is not in print, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to talk about it anyhow because of how good it is, right? It okay. is. It, it came out when zombies were the thing. Everything was zombie everything. Right. City of Horror is different in that it is a strategic negotiation survival game. So it's not all about worker placement and who can build the best tableau it is table negotiation and this is where i say you have to have the right group right because there are scenarios where you guys are bunkered up in the department store and the zombie horde is coming in who are you throwing to the horde so that the rest can get away who are you tripping 
so that your character survives. You need to make a trade. What are you going to force the hand of the person that needs the medicine that you have to give you? How can you extort them? It is dastardly, and I love it. But <laughs> you have to play it with the right group. Otherwise, you get a lot of hurt fifis. <laughs> you so know what I mean? Uh, it, so it's like a, it's like a micro um, diplomacy, but with zombies and horror. It's up there with diplomacy. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm going to show you uh, a, a quick peek at the board. Let's see it. What we're looking at is it is a you know it's a city that has essentially it's a three by three grid. Right there are nine squares. Yep. Okay. And there's a water tower where the helicopter will pick you up and rescue you at the end of the game if you're able to have the right combination of stuff. Do you have the right amount of medicine? Do you have the right amount of this, that, and the other thing? You also have food management, so there's a little bit of management on the front end, and obviously okay. you have to scavenge the city and survive the zombie horde until the helicopter gets there. But everybody is trying to accomplish a similar goal with different means and negotiating their way, not with the zombies. The zombies are just an ever-present threat. This board right. game is the personification of in zombie apocalypse, humans are the worst enemy. Okay, yeah. It's I think so I would good. probably... I would. I think I would probably like that. That's one of the things that's always intrigued me about the the zombie uh, phenomenon. Yeah, the line the line between you know what what makes us human and what is the real state of of human nature. You know, right. are we a noble savage or are we something? Are we just you know one step removed from animals? That's always intrigued me philosophical philosophically. Scalpers have really grabbed a hold of it. Back when I bought it, it's about ten years old. It was okay. uh, 40 bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, now, if you need to get a copy, it's about 130 <laughs> So, mm. uh, And it's never going to get reprinted, unfortunately. If I were to point to a game that is available and maybe not quite as nasty, right? Yeah. Okay. Outside of my predictable uh, lineup, which is anything Arkham Files. I would mm -hmm. point to the horrified game series. And these you can pick up mass market. You can go to Target and buy it right now. And it is a cooperative game depending on the flavor that you buy, right? It could be the Universal Monsters or it could be modern uh, horror movie monsters. But the premise is the same. There's a scenario that you and the table have to overcome it's not tremendously deep, which I think is important for a horror-themed game because you're always going to have right. casuals, right? This mm -hmm. this is a game you could pull out at your Halloween party and play in 90 minutes. Okay. And, and uh, they're, it's spectacular. There's American Monsters now, if I'm remembering correctly. There's the original, which is the Universal Studios Monsters. They got that license, which is awesome. And it's a, fun. it's a fun little game that you set up it's scenario based and it's cooperative. So you are winning or losing as a group. Those would be, uh, I guess my two picks city of horror. I, 
I love it. I love it so very, very much. But you do have to... The other thing with City of Horrors is the more players you have, the better, because... Right. <laughs> there's more people to fuck over. So. Well, yeah, and you got the negotiation thing. You need you need a cast for that, in right. a sense. Yeah. No, you do. You, you need a cast. <laughs> well, I know, I know. It was, it was the only word that came to mind. That... <laughs> All right, Matt Mercer. <laughs> oh, God. You got any Here other news go. you want to drop on me there, sparkly one? <laughs> Well, I don't know. How do you want to do this? Uh, I don't know. Let's uh, <laughs> let's just do the news. <laughs> uh, it's not the same with Bert not asking me, what's in the news this week, Ryan? Um, what's in the news this week, Ryan? Oh, funny you should ask, Kyle. Uh, I got a little bit of horror stuff. I got some Dungeons and Dragons news. I've got uh, a death. A death. We are mm. going into mourning, my friend. Yeah. Best Buy. Everyone's Uh-oh. favorite blue big box store is migrating and discontinuing all physical media sales. Uh, yes. Yeah. I saw that. Now, if you're old like us, and you remember mm-hmm. Best Buy in the mid '90s? Mm-hmm. Easily a third to a half of the store's footprint was dedicated to media. Yes. In some cases, if it was a Category Two store, for those of you that are nerds like me and know what Best Buy calls their store layouts, <laughs> as much as two thirds of the store was dedicated to media. Yeah. And now is gone away. Yeah. I think they're keeping games, right? And they're still going to have video games. I would assume, but do you consider that digital media anymore? Because if you go to buy an Xbox game right now, or even a PC game right now, in most cases, you're buying a cardboard box that has a download code. And even if there's media right. in it, it's going to download the game. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right about that. I don't know. This is sad. I spent a lot of money that I didn't have when I was poor as shit <laughs> on media in Best Buy. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, I, I mean, it's sad. I agree with you. I don't like it, but at the same time, it's you know, it's the way the world is moving. Everybody's going digital, and the, you can just download it online, and blah blah blah, and stream it, whatever. Well, I get that, too. Like, I was resistant at first to the digital movement. I was like, no, no, I want my physical media. But then it warmed up to me. And I said, you know what? Except for things that I know I cannot or potentially will not be able to get physically, there's no advantage for me to have all of this media. And I I sold hundreds of DVDs when I made that decision. I did too. I, I I severely cut my um, collection down, and I'm like you. It was certain things. It was like I either loved it so much that I want a physical copy of this, or it was like rarities or and things that I knew that's like you're never gonna. I'm never gonna be able to find this again, right. you know. And and you're not. And you're probably not going to see it on a streaming service because it's so obscure that no one knows what it is. And when I made you know, that decision. 
I didn't have the knowledge that I have now. I never, it didn't even cross my mind. Well, right. you know, they're right. going to change it. Thing. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the, there's a danger there that that could happen for sure. And now we're and seeing you've also got the left whole, and right, right? Yeah. And then, then you've, of course, you've always got the, the thing that, you know, like Amazon, you know, well, I purchased it on Amazon. Yeah. But Amazon doesn't have the license anymore. So you purchased it. Boom. It's gone. And you don't get your money back. <laughs> Oh yeah. Right. Uh, did did I mean, they not close? I think they closed that loophole though. Did they? They can't continue I to distribute heard. it, but I think once you have it, you have it. Right. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Last know I heard, either. no, that was not the case. So. Um, well that sucks even more. Mm-hmm. It's also, in my opinion, counterproductive. I am very anti-piracy. I really am. I, I I think that content creators deserve to be paid for what they make. And if you disagree yeah. that, you know, Hollywood makes so much money, fine, then, then devalue your opinion of Hollywood. Because the problem isn't the actors that are demanding $20 million for this, you know. Um, what's her name? The, the Hunger Games girl that's crazy, but she's got nice tits. <laughs> what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. It took me a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, J Law. J Law, man. Give it the time. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot her name, right? Um, people jump on her shit all the time because of the salary she commands. Why? If you can make it, make it. And if you can make it by. Did, did you see the nude scene in her new movie? No. Oh, dude. It's her going ape shit on a beach, completely bare ass naked, full frontal for like three minutes. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> but if she can oh make God. that, that scene alone, I remember reading when it came out because, you know, I couldn't. <laughs> After I was spent, I needed something to read. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was able to negotiate millions for the, that those two minutes that made it to film. Right. Yeah. Good for her. If people have an issue with the valuation of Hollywood, then we as a culture and a society need to reevaluate that. I say the same thing with pro sports. I don't fault the athletes. I fault the society that has elevated the athletes to that level. And don't you know, hate the player, hate the game. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. Going to have to order it online, giving some more money to Amazon. Details are a little sketchy. It would not surprise me if Best Buy continues physical media sales online. Online, yeah. And just doesn't warehouse them in the store. Not shipping it, not having to worry about distribution, not having to worry about paying a blue shirt now, what, like 20 bucks an hour because no one wants to work? Right. Having those elements removed still makes sense, but... At least the article that I read uh, did not indicate that it was exclusively a brick and mortar or an online decision. But I would not be surprised if it is just we're not doing it in our stores anymore. Right. Leads me to believe, uh, especially for some of the urban areas that are in decay, what's going to happen to these giant Best Buy stores? They're already empty. If you go into an older Best Buy that is one of those Category 2 stores, yeah, it feels like 
the fucking ghost town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to wall it off? Are we going to sell the, the merchant or not the merchandise, the real estate? They yeah, have they that can. small format mall store, but malls are dead. Yeah. I worry. Then you combine it with the financial thing. I've been actually acquiring full disclosure. I own Best Buy stock right now. I've been acquiring Best Buy stock because they just got cut almost in half with their value. And I know that long term, it will recover. Right, it's it's absolutely a long term play. You think it's you not think? a trade? Yeah, yeah. Technology is always going to evolve, right? Yeah, I don't know. They're they're a giant uh, cell phone kiosk, right? Right now, yes, but yeah, the model's going to have to shift, and they're you know the, the phrase they're too big to fail. They are legitimately too big to fail. They can close stores and eliminate jobs, and that sounds very flip and very callous. But from an investor standpoint, if they were to cut half of their workforce right now, my stock goes up 25%. Yeah, okay. So um, for me, as an investor, it's a smart move. Do I like Best Buy and the model that they are right now? No. Do I buy a lot there now? Not unless I'm scrambling and need something same day, right? Right, yeah. That's the only reason I, I haven't been to one in a long time. And the last time I went, it was because I was like, I have to have a hard drive now. Right. Right. Yeah. So I can't wait two days. Last time I did that, it was for a microphone. So it was one of the ones where we did a nerd cognito live segment. And I went to gu- yeah. guitar center first. Right. And then they screwed yeah. me over because their online inventory <laughs> was not matching what, what, what the website said. <laughs> anyway, best buy, no more physical inventory. There you go. Uh, uh, you know what? They should sell some fucking vinyl and they'll make some money. Love vinyl. <laughs> I, I love it, Kyle. I love it. I know. We talked online and on the Speakeasy uh-huh. about Fifth Edition now bringing in landlord play. Landlord. <laughs> uh, some more details have come out since the original posting late. Yeah. I guess it was early last week, right? Um, fairly early, yeah. Now, Kyle, I made uh-huh. a little prediction on the speakeasy this weekend. You did. I did. I don't think you're wrong. Oh, let me read to you about the new Bastion system that you can drop uh-huh. into your games and campaigns. Mm-hmm. Bastions are effectively strongholds for your party, unlockable from level 5 onwards. A bastion functions as a base of operations for you to sit, relax, strategize between adventures with a host of facilities that gives you boosts for certain kind of activities and passive income. It is Space Building 101 in Dungeons & Dragons, and it is absolutely accurate that it is castrating domain level play. Basic facilities like sleeping quarters, kitchens, and storage for your loot are available, and special facilities could include armories, gardens, libraries, right? The mechanical benefit of bastions is how they grant you access to abilities your party might not usually have. So it it is a Uh, video game city builder being built into Dungeons and Dragons. It talks nothing about the nuance and beauty that is domain level play. McCreese, my friend, 
You have Acts 2 coming out. If you didn't hear it last week on the show, Alex McCreese was our guest. you got to go back and listen. Yeah. Acts is the definitive way that you can play domain level play right right yep yep absolutely um, absolutely that's i mean that's essentially what axe is designed for is domain level play this bastion crap gets even better because it's going to bring in tower defense elements woohoo yay what okay oh yes <laughs> your bastion can be sieged and its defenses capabilities depend on how much you invest in guards for your stronghold and what facilities or fences you build. Certain facilities shoot the bad guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I know we're round the bend, but it, I always want to come back. And I'm getting more and more disgruntled to it ain't ever coming back, Kyle. I I don't think it well not not in the foreseeable future, no. There's also a huge amount of narrative potential that you can bring in. Uh-huh. You sure don't is. even ever have to leave your bastion. You don't have to pick up dice. You can just immerse yourself into your bastion and live day-to-day -day life in your stronghold interacting with maids and other races and other diverse people that are coming and going through your area it is 100 percent and i promise you i did not read this article before the speak uh, right. in fact the, the article didn't publish until today it is 100 percent what i said yeah, they are sounds like it. castrating domain level play to pacify the people that don't buy books so that now instead of starbucks instead of target you can have your manor house yeah it's fucking stardew valley in dungeons and dragons <laughs> it's the it's the gentrification of the forgotten realms <laughs> Oh, Stanley, we can't live there. There's drow next door. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, um, uh, and I, I'm going to be honest, right? I haven't played a ton of games that have domain level play, probably less than 10 in my lifetime. But I had right. a really good time every time we introduced those elements. I really yeah. did. Well, and I, I honestly, I haven't done it a lot either, and it's mostly because I'm an OSR old school guy, right? And it's like getting a character to that point is difficult, to say the least, you know. And you've also got to have a oh no, a level campaign. five, Kyle, level five. Well, that's yeah, that's that's fifth edition. I don't play fifth edition, I'm, you know, but I'm like just saying, that. right? Yeah, <laughs> even level well, five the, translated to old school. Let's call it level nine, right? Right? You might yeah. have a couple of hirelings you're not going to have a manor if you're level nine uh, I guess. well okay yeah i mean you know you can go back to the old original advanced dungeons and dragons and at ninth <laughs> level you attract men at arms and all that kind of stuff but it's uh i mean you know it's it's just it's been done it's been done and not in this way obviously you're not gonna build an army of baristas but um tieflings yeah, you know, tiefling baristas everywhere. It's just, there's they're everywhere. We're coming back from the parade. You better have some scones ready. 
but I mean, even Matt Colville, uh, you know, he put out his strongholds book. That was, that was five E that's domain. That's fine, level play. Right. You know, and that book sold a shit ton of books. I looked it up well, since we talked about it just to see where yeah. it is today. Holy fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, he, he did well with that. He did well with that, but it's because he approached domain level play and, and, in what my opinion is the proper way, right? You know, you're, it's, it's not what they're trying to do with these bastions as, as they say. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just makes me sad. It's, it's, it again, uh, I don't go do something else. Go find or create something that is your own instead of just manipulating and changing and destroying what was once great. Right. You want to take your critical role culture and lay it on to your lack of success as a human being in life? Fine. <laughs> Do it somewhere else. Speaking of critical role. Yeah. Another cast of players. I don't even know if they call themselves players is going to be hitting streams soon. And oh, uh, were you a fan of the show Freaks and Geeks? Uh, I wouldn't say I was a fan. I, I've seen some of it. It was, it was, it was all right. It's all right. There. I didn't love it. Yeah. Well, Sam yeah. Levine, Matt Martin Starr. And John yeah. Daly, who wrote the uh, living abortion that was Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, yeah. are reuniting the freaks and geeks, or at least the three of them, right? It's not the entire cast. <laughs> and they're going to be live streaming. Guess they need the work. It's, if it pays, why not, right? Yeah. It's disappointing, on, right? though, because Freaks and Geeks really embodied a lot of counterculture in the 90s. I wasn't a huge mm -hmm. fan of it, but I know people that were. I know some, some of the girls that I dated were really into it, right? <laughs> so that, that, okay, so full disclosure, that's the extent of my knowledge, right? I pretended to like it to get into a couple of pair of panties. Right. I didn't think it was like this masterful show outside of if i wasn't all over the shittiness of dungeons and dragons the movie i probably wouldn't recognize who john francis daly is right right the yeah. other guys have faded into obscurity hey, maybe maybe it'll bring them back um obviously no seth rogan he's not a part of this well that's good <laughs> but that would have been the biggest name that they could have brought in right oh yeah but yeah i you're better off without him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Another fucking live stream. You want to watch a live stream? Watch Delver actually play the game. There you go. There you go. You want to watch a live stream? If we ever get it off the ground, watch us actually play a game. There you go. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play Zoo Tycoon? Everybody no. played Zoo Tycoon. You didn't play Zoo Tycoon? Hell no. I really liked Zoo Tycoon back in the day. I bet you did. Did you like the story? <laughs> <laughs> Especially did you, the did horses. You build, yeah. Did you did you build a bastion? 
of like <laughs> little tigers and giraffes. I did and I played the the reboot version of it. Uh, Frontier Games made it. Uh, Zoo Planet. I like that. Okay. okay. I mean, I do like city building and okay. stuff building, right? Sim well, City. There you go. That's SimCity. Xbox wants like to breathe life back into the Zoo Tycoon franchise by turning it into a board game. Zoo Tycoon, the board game. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not sure how that's going to breathe life into it. but There are already really good board games that do this. Right. I can't see this, especially since it's being developed by from the Zoo Tycoon Xbox Game Studios team who are video oh, no. gamers. Not that I'm knocking right. video game development, but video game development and board game development are two very different animals. Right. Yeah. What, they're, what this is going to be, if I'm going to predict, is they're going to take a formula and hose it down in Zoo Tycoon juice and call it done. <laughs> so it's going to be a worker placement game that might have some tile laying. I'm and I'm spitballing here because there are no details about how the gameplay works. Right. That has really neat like animal miniatures, but it's a really mediocre game across the board. Besides, there are great zoo games out there. Ark Nova comes to mind. Not my number one choice but a very good game very solid game yeah and created by a dream team of game designers as opposed to let's cash in on zoo tycoon right cash grab cash grab again yeah i get it go make the money but but make something this is making nothing and that's that's our news this week kyle there you go well now that the news is over, I guess we better call our buddy. <laughs> you know, well, you don't have to. You don't have to say it like you're sad. I'm not sad. <laughs> I'm just, just. I'm sad that he's not here. Right. I'm sad right. that he's not going to be able to watch the video as it, we saw it on the speakeasy. Right. But you know, yep. Yep. Bert was in the mountains fighting the flu with like ginseng and some weeds. So, let's and see. Weed. And weed? Oh. <laughs> Here he comes. Here he comes. Answer the phone, Bert. <laughs> Answer the phone, Bert. <laughs> Call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. All right. You know what? <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> He's mad at you, man. I He's am, mad at you. That's what it is. Uh, all right, Patrick. <laughs> Let's try this again. Our call has been forwarded now, to an automated voice Now he bumped system. me to voicemail. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, hopefully he'll call, right? Uh, I'm going to send him a text telling him, uh, you call me. <laughs> Jeez. Well-oiled machine. Oh, Well-oiled machine. Y- y- you know, we're so scripted and rehearsed. 
<laughs> he just sent me a text said, are you calling me? <laughs> All right. So I said, you call me. It went to voicemail. There it is. Hey, Bert's. <laughs> hey, Ryan. This was a challenge, man. I called you twice and I went to voicemail twice. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I didn't eat. I, I had my phone sitting here and I was waiting for it to ring. Your your undisclosed location must have like anti-nerd cognito magnetism going on <laughs> right now. Uh, we were we were telling everybody how you're having some internet woes. And so we were going to call you in because we had a special message just for you. Come in to the nerd cognito email. Oh, really? A oh, message for me. Okay. A message That's never happened before. 100% just for you. Uh, so running the risk that our call is going to dis get disconnected, I I'm just going to – it's actually a video message, right? And uh, okay. I, I know you're in an undisclosed location in the woods, so you didn't see it, but we saw it on the speakeasy because it came in as we were doing the speakeasy. Um, well, it, here we go. Without further ado – Bert, this one's for you. Hello, all. This is Randy Looney from Biggest Geekus. I want to make a comment on one of my favorite podcasts, Nerd Cognito, in which they reviewed Horse Girl, a journaling role-playing game. Oh, it's fabulous. You get to explore how you get slowly changed into a horse by your lover. It's sick and twisted. Normally, when I listen to Nerd Cognito, Whenever Ryan goes off on some tirade, blasting the sparkly ones, Bert, ever the even kill, ever the man with calm, says, Ryan, 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 and then <laughs> proceeds to tell him how you need to back off a little bit. And you know, while I mostly agree with Ryan, I often see Bert's point. But this time, I'm going to say, Bert, Bert, Bert. Horse Girl is so deranged, so fetishized insanity and abuse, as Ryan mentioned, people that would buy that game. Leyline Press should be mocked relentlessly. I would love for you, dude, to show that truth. You actually know that's true. And even when Ryan said, I'm going to make a game called Hot Slutty Goth Girls, using the same mechanics, you know it's not nearly as bad as the horse thing. And I don't want either one of them onto my table or even to be created, but I get what his point is. So do you, homeboy. You know, you can play Pathfinder 2E. Heck, you could even play Fate. It's something I hate, but whatever. But you gotta admit, some things are too far. And I really just wanted to see you break out and call it like you see it. Say, come on, blue-haired army. Get over, you dumb self. So, still love you, brother. like to see a little more passion, a little more fire. Don't be afraid to give them what they need, what they deserve, what they've earned. I know you got it in you. Until Big Geek Con 2, when you and Ryan and Kyle all make it here to Michigan to play in some sweet games up here, there will be no journaling. There will be no horse girl. There will be no fate unless you bring it. Your fate will be rolling dice and calling it like you see it. 
represent, dude. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you had a special message from Randy for 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 trying to be too passive <laughs> when it came to horse girl he was really fired up like and this is two weeks delayed right uh he tried yeah. he wanted to get on last week and just scheduling prohibited it so i said you know uh, shoot us a, a video and, and we'll play it for bert so bert's there you have it randy says get fired up <laughs> Well, I tend to be a pretty cool customer. Like I said, I mean, it's never something that I'm going to play. I've never been into journaling games. But, you know, the more that I think about it, you know, if it's not, if it's not, if it wasn't made as a joke and it wasn't made to like, as like some sort of take on like body horror, that's a pretty rough sell. <laughs> now, now he's going to accuse you of backpedaling. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But I, I did think about it once we stopped talking about it. And I was like, it, it is a pretty ridiculous idea. Like, and I mean, ridiculous ideas have gotten popular before. Don't think it'll happen here. But, you know, I mean, everybody's got their own way of, uh, I guess, dealing with things. You rant, I think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, am so disappointed that the internet gods are not in our favor today because, uh, we we miss you brother. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I could do something about it. I tried everything out here, but it just looks like the wilderness is eating my internet signal today. Well, that is okay. At least we were able to connect, uh, and bring you in and let you hear her. Uh, Randy's Randy Rooney, Randy Looney, as he calls him, uh, play on, on words. Cause when he said it, I was like, you know what? It could be like an Andy Rooney segment. <laughs> so Andy Looney dropping a video message in, uh, any last thoughts for Andy before I cut you loose and let you, you know, find that broken line on the telegraph near your house. <laughs> No, no, I got to saddle up the horses and go out and figure out what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Randy's definitely got a point, you know. Um, I try not to snap the judgment on things. And sometimes when you spring something on us, uh, I'm like, okay, well, is there another way they could have meant it? And then I have to go away and think about it and come back. Um, yeah. So... Well, there's sorry, a Randy, I wasn't fired, wasn't fired up <laughs> enough for you, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with the next crazy thing. Ryan Springs on me. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some goodies in the news this week. You'll just have to listen to the playback once the show drops. So, okay. Uh, thank you for, uh, for, for, for joining us via unconventional means. Uh, I know you were under the weather a little bit this week too, so I didn't get to see you for gaming night. Uh, Short version, Eldritch Horror, Yig kicked our butts. Uh, so <laughs> again, uh, uh, again, we're we're what zero for five in the last five plays of that <laughs> game. It's it's it, it's pretty bad. So yeah, it's been rough. Anyway, we're we're looking forward to to seeing you in a in a couple days at the table again, and uh, we're gonna get the internet hammered out because if we do. A nerd cognito streaming game. We want you to be a part of it, right? So that's that's so oh, yeah. important, and that's on the horizon, not on the near horizon by any means. But you know, we're we're kicking the can around. Uh, there's been 
folks that said they would be interested in not only watching but playing, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, all right, everybody, if you want to torment Bert, as you know, uh, he's in his cabin. So the only way you can do it is uh, you can drop us your rant or rave at nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com, or you can call the Nerdcognito hotline. Leave us a message at 323-694-4242. That's 323-694-4242. And you can drop a message for me or Bert or Kyle and uh, when they're good ones, we'll uh, address them on the air. So, all right, Bert, my best to everyone over there in the wilderness. Uh, I hope that uh, you come back to the 21st century soon, and we will talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for at least including me where you could. Yeah, take it easy, yep. my man. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Oh, there you go. That's Bert. That's Bert. Man, Randy Looney can come in anytime he wants. <laughs> I loved it the first time through. I loved it now. Uh, Bert, can't always make everybody happy all of the time now, can you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, uh, you know who does make us happy all of the time? Our Check Mark Hero. That's right, and our checkmark hero from now until what seems like eternity, thank you so very much, is Cinemander. Sin has locked down the checkmark hero through the remainder of the year. But, but, we're going to do a weekly checkmark hero offer. There's going to be news that comes out this week at the NerdCognito Twitter. Since Sin has locked up the big checkmark hero, if you want to throw two bucks, just two bucks towards next year's Checkmark Hero, you'll get a mention this year on the Checkmark Hero segment. So not only will we be telling you to follow Cinemander at C-Y-N-N-A-M-A-N-D-E-R, Cinemander, on the Twitter machine, your name will be included, too, on a weekly basis for as little as two bucks. You know why? Because there's four weeks in a month, and eight bucks divided by four is two. See how that worked out, Kyle? <laughs> this way, folks that want to support the show on a very small level, because not everybody can throw eight bucks and 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 eight bucks, and eight bucks like Cinevander does, <laughs> and we love him for it. Uh, but you can support the show for as little as two dollars. So watch Twitter at NerdCognito next week, and you'll find out how you can be like Cinemander and become a Checkmark Hero. Oh, Sin is so awesome, by the way. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. that checkmark, people scoff at it, but it really does mean a lot for the ladies that run the NerdCognito Twitter account. And uh -huh. it is a great way to support the show. Without having to, you know, plunk down a hundred bucks come hosting time. So, right, uh, we we sincerely do appreciate each and every one of you that that support the show. That includes the folks that uh, toss us a couple of bucks on Ko-Fi. You know, the, those are appreciated. Gamma Knight, big shout out to you. Any way you can support the show, even if it's hey, I'm going to buy something on Amazon. I want to use your link. Uh, it's it's sincerely and humbly appreciated. It helps us keep going because, you know, 
We're not doing this for the money. We just got to pay the hosting bills. Those are coming up in November, Kyle. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us an early Christmas, please. Well, you know, uh, I'm sure something else will, will pop up. Uh, generally speaking, you know, we're not looking to rake in dollar dollars here. We want to fundraise about 300 bucks between now and the end of November. So if you do want to support the show, the easiest way is go to our profile on Twitter and click on our link tree. And there's everything there from sending us a couple of bucks on PayPal to those support links. So if you're buying something on drive through or if you're buying something on Amazon, we'll get a couple of pennies on your purchase. And it's sincerely appreciated. You know, he's making more than a couple of pennies is roll 20. Yep. Yep. And I was so bummed out. You know, I think that one of the most useful community developed utilities that was out there was Dungeon Scroll. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Dungeon Scroll is an online utility that allows you to make maps. It's it's a map making tool. Now, I have the big campaign cartographer three, blah, 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 blah. But if I just needed to crank out a quick dungeon without, you know, effectively learning CAD. Yeah. Dungeon scrawl was the way to go. And I've used it a lot in the past. I know friends at their tables have used it. I know developers for their products have used it. Right. Well, sadly... And maybe it's just me that's saying sadly, they were acquired by Roll20 about three weeks ago. Yeah. And that is a giant red flag for me, Kyle. They've already changed the terms of service. If mm -hmm. you're using it for a commercial project, you have to be a subscriber. What is coming next? And are we now dubious of what was the go to? For, hey, I need a map of this level of the dungeon. Right. Where are your thoughts on this? I mean, we stumbled on it because we were talking about well, your dungeon that you're creating. Yeah, we, we were actually, I was using Dungeon Scroll. And I think it's too soon to tell exactly. It's probably not going to be good for the casual, everyday individual user, honestly. I mean, usually these sorts of things never go well. Right. Um. So... Um, yeah, I'm not optimistic about what the future holds there. Um, as of now, it's still a good thing. I was actually going to use it potentially commercially, but I guess I'm not now. Well, a 84 bucks, right? Uh, let, yeah, let's I mean, analyze yeah. it. It's 84 yeah. bucks. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, $7 a month. And that's, you know, that's okay. But I mean, there are other options out there. Maybe not quite as easy. Right. And maybe not quite as good. But there, Here's there what are I worry about. Options. If you use it commercially, because they have not released the language for commercial authors yet, right? which I find incredibly surprising. And if they have, I was not able to find it easily or quickly or even what would be considered like a medium level look, uh, like five minutes and I couldn't find it. That's an right. eternity in development time. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, if I don't have someone clicking my software in three seconds, I have a huge drop off rate. So for the, for me not to be able to find that language in five minutes and I'm not a dummy. Um, 
it, there's just too much unknown. If it's in a product now, you're probably fine. But if you release a new product, do you have to maintain a license? Is there going to be a cut? Is it going to be tiered like we saw with Wizards in the OGL? Right. We don't care about you until you're big enough to care about. Right. And the fact that it's not there, other than saying, hey, if you're releasing it commercially, you have to have the pro edition, is concerning. Because when you make the announcement that you can't do something, usually you tell people what they need to do to do that thing. And they're not doing that. Not yet. I worry. Not to mention the version one Itchio original dungeon scrawl is still online and there is no licensure at the original site. So it makes me scratch my head. Right. Well, because it might be in the middle of the process. Right. And might, but I don't know why they would announce that before they had like license agreements and stuff in place. Right. Doesn't make any sense. No. It also tells me that moving forward, they're probably going to be archiving and monitoring the things that are exported. Ah, uh, mm, yeah. So export your shit right now <laughs> if you want to print it somewhere, right? No, I'm being serious because right now, yeah. presumably there's no licensure. If I'm wrong, write in nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com and tell me. But I cannot find the licensure right now other than saying, hey, sign up. You know, it says, if you're going to use it commercially, you must do this. Right. Is it possibly watermarking it? I don't know. I didn't dig deep enough on an export to see. For a table, a watermark is no big deal. For a book, a watermark's a huge deal. Uh, That might be what they do. That would would be probably the easiest on their end. I would assume so, right? And then, you know, if you get persnickety single users that are going to go through the effort of removing the watermark for their table who cares right yeah but you remove it for a print product and then you you have a actionable thing right because you actually took effort to circumvent right the process right. yeah exactly i don't know i don't like roll 20 I'm sure that eventually, if not already, because I don't do the online gaming thing, and even if I did the online gaming thing, it's not going to have a VTT. It's going to be theater of the mind or relative right. placement. Shout out to Auras. Mm-hmm. I, I got the <laughs> the movement system done. Of course, I'm, I, I presume it's going to be integrated in Roll20. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost has to be, right? It's... I don't, I don't know. Maybe not though. Maybe they're just acquiring it as a secondary venture. I don't, I, it, but I would think that they would develop integration. Oh, it's branded roll 20 all over the place. If it was a, yeah. Yeah. Why would you take on the stigma of roll 20? <laughs> Unless you're going to put it into that product, right? Yeah, it's only, it's only a stigma to certain people. And I think we're in the minority. I don't, I don't know either. I'm just full of not liking things this week. Well, it's and, probably not going to go well. Dungeon scroll, there's a lot of not liking it because I liked the product before, right? Yeah. Just yeah. like I liked going and buying a CD at Best Buy back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking around and just doing a completely random dungeon. I used it for that. It's a good good little utility. Yeah. I like it. Hey, that's something we can do on the YouTube, right? You and I 
can sit here and just create a dungeon and the narrative that goes with it on the fly. Do you think people would, would anybody watch that? I think, well, yeah, I mean, have you seen some of the shit people will watch on the internet? Okay. Let me rephrase Um, that. Are our (laughs) friends that join us every week, would they be interested in seeing you and I randomly generate a dungeon and then fill in the blanks from the ether that is between our ears and tell a story based on a map? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd like, I'd like to think that there are people that would watch that and be entertained by that. And you know, one of the nice things would be too in, in the chat is you can mine for ideas from from the viewers, right? A little bit. We could, if we, you know, if, if we, if, well, if we hit like a, I don't know that I know, would even do it block. live though. I, you oh, know, okay, yeah. I would just put it yeah, out because just, that could be a great filler where someone has it on their second or third screen and they're just, just following along. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. You might be right. Maybe we don't do it. Maybe live might not be the way to do that. Interesting. Another thing for feedback. If, if that's something you want to see, let us know We're, we've, we've got this YouTube thing now, right? And we have the archives, and we have our live stream every Saturday, but we want more. And yeah, so we're, we we're brainstorming. Look, we, we turned it into the speakeasy today. There's no format on the back end here. <laughs> but no, it, it's true. That would be something that I think would be spectacular. I would watch that. I, yeah, I think we need to talk about it some more, maybe. I mean, it's obviously something like that's going to be it's going to be fairly free form, but, I mean, we do kind of have to have a little bit of structure to it going into it, you know, so it's not going to be completely just off the cuff and in your face kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, extreme dungeon building. (laughs) 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 That ain't happening. Um, Can't can't use dungeon scroll, though. Could we if we subscribe? We don't know because there's not a license. (laughs) I am looking for my central casting books. Do you remember those books? Mm-mm. No, I'm not sure what you're talking about, honestly. Central Casting, in sp- specifically, they released a Dungeons book, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you. You'll be able to see it. Uh, our friends listening, just look it up. Central Casting Dungeons. It is an old, old, old supplement from back in the day that I think is an amazing dungeon generation guide. Why don't I know about this? And all it is, is you go through and roll on a table and it tells you to roll on the next table and to roll on the next table and to roll on the next table. And it gives you everything from room sizes to number of doors, to type of encounters, to treasures, to types of rooms. And it allows you to generate a dungeon. You remember that dungeon I was showing you that was built into the mountain? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you listening that have no clue what I just said, uh, I, I was building a random dungeon. One of my friends uh, comes over, and he and I sit down with this book, and we just roll out all night the stuff and sketch it on a map. And then I take uh-huh. that and plop it into Dungeon Scrawl. Dungeon Scrawl doesn't give you any narrative for that, right? It's this is a right. guard room. This is an arena. This is a barracks. While we're doing that, we tell the story of of what this is. Of what this is, yeah. You know, okay. This is 
King Batonius. And yeah, you're not, you're not railroading. You're setting up like, okay, that's what this area is. And here's and, some history. This is why the dungeon exists in the first place kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And all of that stuff comes out of our brain. I think that that's something yeah. we could possibly do, but no, the central okay. casting books are great. Kyle. They're great. I don't know why I've never heard of those, especially being old because you know, I'm old and I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I have, maybe I have dementia. So I don't know. Well, who knows? I don't. <laughs> I, I'm not going to dispute thanks for, that. Thanks I, for not denying that. I have Swiss cheese brain all the time. I'm not going to deny that at all. Uh, before I forget, let's remind folks to do the things. Yes. Um, obviously, you want to make sure that you are following us at NerdCognito on the Twitter machine so that you can get the updates, not only about this potential show that'll hit our YouTube channel, but about the $2 checkmark hero. Yeah, that's right. It's coming out. Just $2. Just $2. Um, you can give us $2. <laughs> no, 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 okay. Um, <laughs> at NerdCognito on the Twitter machine. Uh, if you want to follow Kyle, you can follow him at DyingBreedTT. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at I Hate Ryan David. Also, go to YouTube slash at NerdCognito and give us a subscription there. That is critically important. And we know you're already subscribed because you're listening to us on your podcast provider. But tell your friends to go to any major podcast provider and search up NerdCognito. And then they'll hear this, the big show, delivered directly to their devices every week. It's all sorts of nerdy goodness, and we thank you and humbly appreciate each and every one of you that do those sorts of things. Word of mouth and your support are the two things that keep us going, and we love you for it. Any last thoughts from you, Kyle? I think we better wrap up. Yeah, we better wrap up. Sorry Bert wasn't here, so shout out to, to my buddy Bert. Yeah, Bert, you, man. He'll, hopefully he'll be there next week, you know. He'll, he'll find the foreman that's laying the railroad and say, hey, you need to fix the wires in my area. Uh, my name is Ryan David. We appreciate you tuning in and listening. I was joined by Kyle, but not Bert this week. Bert, we miss you. We hope that you'll be back next week. It's a good time, but it's not as good when we can't poke fun at you a little bit. Too. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will talk at you next week. I want my two dollars. <laughs>